The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Hello, Don. Hello, wonderful people out in the audience. Glad that you could join me once again, Anwar, right here for Cast a Strong Style. You can find Cast a Strong Style on the web at www.cspn.us. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, as well as YouTube. Anwar, where we last left off with the people, it was the end of the second round of the New Japan Cup. So we're moving now into the quarterfinals. And our first matchup in the quarterfinals, we had Ishii. Facing off against Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi connects with the Lariat and the Meteor follows for a two count. Yoshihashi lands a, fisherman, a Fisherman's Buster suplex for another two count. Karma is countered, but Yoshihashi hits a German suplex. Ishii counters Karma into a DDT. Yoshihashi fires up, but Ishii hits the headbutt. Yoshihashi lays in super kicks and an enziguri. We get a Lariat by Ishii, but Yoshihashi kicks out. The vertical drop brain buster by Ishii finally finishes off Yoshihashi, and Ishii is moving on to the semifinals. Yep, that match was really good, like I expected it to be. And Yoshihashi showed a lot of fire, but in the end, he couldn't overcome the stone football. But Tacos put up a good performance. No shame in losing to Ishii. So, awesome match. But Ishii brings out the best in people, so that ain't nothing new. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I was about to say this is probably the best match Yoshihashi's clearly had since he's come back from his injury. Uh, and Ishii is just on another, you know, another one of his runs where he just has great matches. If he's if his name is on the bill, he's going to give you a great match. Tag match, singles match, doesn't matter. Ishii's the man That's right true. now. Our next quarterfinal matchup, Okada. He faced off against Will Ospreay. The Oscutter is countered with the German by Okada. Okada looks for the Rainmaker, but Osprey counters with the Spanish Fly for a two count. Will Osprey goes up top, and the Shooting Star Press connects. Osprey heads back up top, and he hits another Shooting Star Press for a two count. The Oscutter is countered with a drop kick and then a tombstone pal driver. Okada, he looks for the Rainmaker, but Will Ospreay counters, but he runs into a tombstone. Okada follows with the Rainmaker, and Will Ospreay is done, and Okada will go on to the semifinals as well. Hmm. I like the match. I like more the story told in the match than the match itself. I don't know. It just didn't click with me like it, like, their previous match did, but I like the overarching storytelling and the fact that hey, this is a wall for like Will to eventually overcome someday. Someday he will overcome the wall that is that is um Okada. But right now he still has work to do. But 
it was a good match. It was a good match. Not, I didn't love it, but it was a good match. Will is trying to get into this territory where he's trying to prove he doesn't need all his flips and stuff. And this is one of those matches where he didn't really pull out too many tricks. He kind of wrestled Okada at his own game and he came up a little short. So maybe he has to rethink a little bit of his strategy the next time they go up against each other. Yep, because you don't want to play too heavy into your opponent's strategy because then you make things easier for him and harder for yourself. Our next matchup, we saw Sonata face off against Colt Cabana, the Cinderella story of this year's New Japan Cup. Colt Cabana lays in chops and strikes. He takes Sonata up top and he hits the Hurricane Rana, but Sonata rolls through and he gets a two count. We get a skull in and then Sonata transitions into the anarchist suplex. Sonata goes up top and the moonsault catches the knees and Colt Cabana cradles Sonata for a two count. Sonata rolls through to counter the Superman pin. Colt Cabana misses the second Superman pin attempt, but he counters the skull in for a two count. Sonata, he gets the skull in once again. He drops down, and Colt Cabana is forced to tap out, and Sonata is going to be our third member of the semifinals. Mm, it was okay. Not something I will brag about watching or motivate people to go. But it was good for Cole. He had the opportunity. It was, it was okay, match. He got a chance to show a little bit of his comedy, a little bit of his wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it worked out well for him. He was a Cinderella story going in. I think everybody could see the outcome of this match well before you know it played out on the screen. But like you said, Colt Cabana definitely made a Great showing of himself first time in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'm sure that he will be on the list to make future return appearances later this year. Mm-hmm. Probably do more commentating, too. Our final quarterfinal matchup. The ace, Tanahashi. He faced off against Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. locks on the octopus hole. Tanahashi fights out. But Saber attacks the arm and follows with kicks and a back bridge for a two count. The PK follows for a two count. Zack Saber looks for the Zack driver, but Tanahashi gets the O'Connor roll. Zack Saber Jr. counters the, the O'Connor roll until orienting with Napalm Death. Tanahashi manages to stomp his way out. Tanahashi hits a dragon screw, but Zack Saber Jr. counters back into a European clutch for a two count. They trade strikes. And Tanahashi hits a reverse loom blade, and then the Japanese leg clutch finishes Zack Sabre Jr. Took it back to Fujinami. Yep, I like how they've been using the Fujinami stuff over the course of the entire tournament, and also how, like, Tanahashi's used them to finish people off, but also it kind of points out the fact that he's not really going out of his way to um, do high fly flow, so... Maybe he's hurting a lot more than we think we know. But yeah, man. It was that was another awesome match between those two. And yeah, man, it's time to caught him caught him with that. I didn't I, I I like remember watching it as I was going to work and I was like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> Just like sometimes you gotta have those type of victories, those pins. Cause it's not always gonna be hitting person with a finishing move or even if you're you know, typical submission. 
that's the beauty of wrestling. You can be a lot of people a lot of different ways, and you can be the most skilled individual, but you can get caught on the wrong day. Like Zach guy looked, Zach got cocky, and he felt he had the advantage, so he was messing around. He messed around too much. You can't mess around with the ace. The ace will catch you, and, and the ace caught him, and that was it. They don't call him the ace for nothing. I really enjoyed this match. As you know, everybody knows, I'm a huge Zack Sabre Jr. fan. So to see Tanahashi use a submission, leg, clutch hold, a throwback move to win this match, like you said, more than likely out of the blue when you're just watching it, you feel it building up, but you're not thinking that's going to be necessarily the end. It was striking, and it was a good twist. Just like we said last week, New Japan always has these matches where pins come out of nowhere and it makes you have to realize that whenever you're watching this match, even though the formula may say it's a title match, it's going to go 30 minutes. Oh, at 27 minutes, though, somebody could get caught up in something and lose. Okay, and early, like how um, Kushida, Kushida versus like like Takahashi, where they, like, they just started... To me, that was like one of the best shortest matches I've ever seen. The only other match that rivals it in like shortness and the length that was great was the same match that yeah, I think it was Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar and WrestleMania. It was really short but fucking fun. <laughs> There's a, a special art to to having like a a very short memorable match, and that mm-hmm. uh, that Kushida match is definitely one for the ages in New Japan. Oh hell yeah. We shift over to the semifinals where we saw Okada face off against Ishii. Okada counters the vertical drop brain buster and he hits the million dollar drop kick. The Rainmaker follows. Okada maintains risk control and he looks for another Rainmaker, but Ishii no sells it and he hits headbutts. We get a German suplex by Okada. He transitions into a Rainmaker, but Ishii counters into an armbar. Okada barely makes the ropes. The crowd, totally into Ishii. Ishii hits an enziguri, but Okada counters with a drop kick. Ishii pops up, and Okada hits the John Woo shotgun drop kick. Ishii cuts Okada off with the lariat for one count. He hits another, and that gets a great near fall. Okada fights off the vertical drop brain buster, and he hits another million dollar drop kick. The Rainmaker is counted again into lariats, but Okada hits the tombstone and the Rainmaker, and that finally finishes off Ishii and Okada is moving on to this year's New Japan Cup Finals. Yep, another great match between these two. The last match between each other was G1 Climax 26, where Ishii got the better of Okada, but Okada never did give or gave Ishii a title shot, which has really stuck in the craw of a lot of us Stone football fans, and we like to be a petty and point that shit out. <laughs> but they finally had this match, and it was awesome. And Little Kazu won, so props to him. And he's like, like I said, he, he brings the best out of people. And Okada even elevated his game to go against him. So, yep, that was another awesome match. That was one of the better matches of the New Japan Cup, and one of the better matches thus thus far this year in New Japan. Yep. I uh, did something I haven't done in a while, which I would encourage everybody encourage everybody to do every once in a while. As I watch this this semifinal round on the uh, 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 Japanese commentary, mm-hmm. so 
it kind of makes you have to focus in a little bit more because you can't just, you know, zone off in the background and listen to the commentary kind of guide you through what you, what's on the screen. Oh yep. my goodness. This was so much fun, man. Yep. They were beating the heck out of each other, man. Oh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much. I forgot just how fun it is uh, watching it through the Japanese commentary can be, especially for yep. those high level matches like this. Where you know guys are gonna be, you know, taking each other to the limit, twenty five, thirty minutes. So it was definitely a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, and I would suggest a lot of people start watching it. You know, from every now and then for a change up, go through the uh, you know Japanese commentary and uh, listen to the excitement that those guys have when they call the matches. I'm gonna tell you why I use the Japanese commentary sometimes. Like, if it's a show that came on early in the day and I haven't been spoiled on certain stuff, if you listen to English commentary, they'll give you the way the fucking results and stuff. Because mm. they assume that you already watched it. Right. But if right, you watch right, the Japanese right. feed, you're not speaking that language and not fully understanding what they're saying. So even if they're spoiling it, you wouldn't fucking know. So that's what I do. And I had fun doing that with the final day of the tournament. I went all over the tournament because I didn't watch that shit in real time. I watched it <laughs> on my off day, and then I was just it took. If you look at my feed and when I was tweeting about stuff, you can see how long. How long I was like watching matches and going to do other stuff, messing around. Then I got through it, but I would go all over the card. I would just it was not linear. I didn't watch it straight from start to finish. I, and that was kind of fun too, and I could do that with Japanese commentary because I ain't got to worry about them spoiling nothing for me. True, true. Our final semifinal match. We saw Sonata take on Tanahashi, the two pupils of the great Muta. So Sonata hits the Anarchy Suplex. Sonata then hits the Tiger Suplex for a two count. The skull end follows. He drops down with the hole and Tanahashi is fading. Sonata releases. He heads up top and he hits the moonsault. He goes up top for a second moonsault. But Tanahashi gets the knees up and he cradles Sonata for a two count. They fight to their feet. Sonata moonsaults into the skull end, but Tanahashi cradles him up for a two count. They work into counters and another cradle by Tanahashi gets another two count. Sonata fights off the dragon suplex. He counters in the skull end and he swings Tanahashi around, but Tanahashi, he gets out and he hits a sling blade. Tanahashi follows with another sling blade and that gets a two count. Sonata counters the dragon suplex, and he gets the rolling clutch until Sonata counters into the skull end. Tanahashi fades. He tries to fight, but he eventually has to tap out. This was good. Yeah, it was really good. (laughs) People complain about Sonata and not being in really awesome matches. This is an example of Sonata being an awesome match. So, can't say he doesn't have, he he can't, can't. Deliver in certain situations, just needed more often or whatever. He definitely uh, shifted into the higher gear we always ask about from him in this match. And, yep. Uh, he, he, he was right there with the ace, man. Yep. He was. And he got the win. So, and he got that puts him up on Tanahashi 2 to 1. And they hurt dead. So, before we move on to the finals, I want to get first your thoughts of who was a, you know, person who you thought showcased a lot of talents and showed themselves very well in this year's New Japan Cup. Mm, 
Well, I'm just gonna go with Ishii because I mean, every match he he was in was delivered a certain level of quality, and there was no peaks and valleys. He just was getting bangers. So Ishii was like probably the MVP of that tournament to me. Or I mean, you could go with you could go with Okada if you wanted to, but I was just it was just great to see Ishii do, like flourish in the tournament. Yeah, he ain't win, but. He, he still had a strong song. Right, right. So we'll move on to the finals, but we'll actually talk about a few of the matches on this show. First up, we had Will Ospreay and Tanahashi tag teaming to go against Zack Sabre Jr. and my man, Taichi. It breaks down as Tanahashi hits twist and shot on Zack Sabre Jr. Osprey runs into a kick by Taichi. He takes his pants off and Osprey counters the <laughs> super kick but Taichi counters and runs right into a hook kick. Taichi uses the ref to counter the Stormbreaker. Taichi hits a low blow, and he gets the Gato Clutch, and he gets a pin on Will Ospreay. Boy, when that happened, my mouth was just, my mouth was just dropped. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. And then it made sense because Taichi was real pissed off at the, like, the, the match announcements, and I didn't get the context until I watched that match. I was like, Oh, I see why he's mad. Mm-hmm. He, I see why he's mad, mad. He's like, I just want it. I just want to get a title shot. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to get no title shot, but this big piggy going to face Osprey at, at MSG. What the fuck? <laughs> I get, you know what? Holy Emperor got a beef. I can't knock him for that, feeling that way. We had a United States title match between the champion Oh, no, no, no. We're going to have to go back. Nah, we can't oh, go to that which, match. Which, 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 which one to talk we, about? We, no, we got to we gotta talk about that match. Um, Narita, Taguchi, Ishii, and Bushi versus LIJ. A lot of stuff popped off. I didn't take any notes for that one, so go ahead and Oh, man. A lot, of, a lot of stuff popped off in that match. It was another showcase for Shingo Takage, and he did great. And also, Ren Narita, who yeah. took advantage of going head to head versus Shingo. Taguchi was doing his normal mischief or whatnot, but <laughs> after Ishii lost the semifinals, he was just not in the mood for this shit. <laughs> and he would try to have set up situations for like Ishii to play along, and Ishii was just like, "Nah, dog, I'm, I ain't gonna be in the finals, bro. I, I'm not here for this bullshit right here." <laughs> and every time they tried to do some type of comedy stuff, Ishii was just like, "Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and do that shit." And then um, you you would just look at Ishii in the corner, just like, "Fuck, am I doing with these people?" <laughs> It's like it like it's like anybody who in the work with the situ- in the work situation with certain people, you just like, why do I gotta work with these motherfuckers today? But um and like another revelation within that match, evil and Ishii going after each other so bad that even after the match, evil went broke broke rank like from the, the fist pump. Like the fist, the fist bump in the middle for Lij to go back and, and argue with Ishii some more, even though it was pictures of them like fighting each other in the in the back in the back. So, man, that is a match that is going to be fun whenever it happens on the, the talk that Don Taku tour. <laughs> Cause man, I have never seen Evil be that fucking mad in my life. He was so he was mad, mad. 
It's like, wow. He's like, he was just so, so damn mad. Like, he got, he was so, he was so mad that he, he just like, he, 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 he usually stays back in, stays with his teammates, and he just like, no, I'm gonna go back and fuck up, fuck up Ishii some more. <laughs> so I was like, and then I think, and so I was like, yo, that's gonna be wild. <laughs> oh yeah, and, oh yeah, and, oh yeah, I forgot. Naito and Ibushi and Ibushi being a bit of a dick to like Naito after Naito was indeed a bit of a dick to him for like a couple, <laughs> a couple of matches. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun little match. That's why you got to watch those matches because you get little things in them and I, you got like a lot of stuff in that one match. Our United States title match took place between Juice Robinson and Chase Owens. Chase Owens tosses powder in Juice Robinson's face and he low blows him. Juice manages to hit the juice box and covers for a two count. Owens looks for the package power driver, but his back gives out. Chase tries again but Juice escapes and hits the left-handed guy. The powerbomb by Juice follows for two as Jado pulls out the ref. Fallet comes down and he spears Juice Robinson. Owens gets the U.S. title and he ends up hitting Bad Luck Fallet by accident. Juice dumps Fallet to the floor, takes out Jado, and then he hits the pulp friction on Chase Owens to retain the United States title. After the match, Bad Luck Fale attacks Juice Robinson, but Mikey Nichols makes the save. I like this match. Even with the bullshit, I like the match. That's surprising. And I'm, not, and, and, and I'm not a person that likes the bullshit, especially in old Japan. But it it didn't offend me. I like the match. I like how Juice came out ready to throw hands. It's like he wasn't playing around. Came outside, came out, came out after the ring. Took off his drop, took off his gear, and dropped his title, and just ran and started throwing hands. I was like, "This is a fight." <laughs> it, it had this, it was like this match was just different from the other matches. Like, give you a unique old flavor, and I, I, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. I like this match. Chase got Chase is that dude. Chase just need opportunities. I just look at the timestamp and I was like, "Damn, I didn't know it was that long, but it was a good match." So I didn't really trip all the time. I thought that you were going to have a lot of negativity because of so much of the, as you like to say, bullshit that they threw into this match. Because, my goodness, <laughs> Juice Robinson had to overcome everything in this match. But it just added to it. And it uh, yeah. and, and, the, and those two guys pulled off a great, a great title match. Great match to set up the New Japan Cup final. I thought that, like you said, Chase did a great job. And I like the seriousness of Juice. You don't really see him come out and be serious. Most of the time, he's fun-loving and joking around with the crowd and giving out the glasses and dancing and, you know, doing the gyrating. And he wasn't doing any of that. He had the, the stone jaw. And like you said, he disrobed at the top of the aisle and he just ran down and came in there for a fight. And it was on mm-hmm. from the time the bell rung until it, it ended. Yep. Get showcased from those two gentlemen. Now we yeah. move on to the New Japan Cup final between Okada and Sonata. Sonata heads up top, but the moonsault misses. Okada pulls himself up. Sonata follows, and Okada hits the John Wu shotgun dropkick. Sonata pops up and hits the TKO for a great near fall. Okada tries to grab the leg and stops the moonsault. Sonata stops away at him, but Okada grabs onto his leg again. 
Sonata moonsaults into the Skull Inn, but Okada counters into the Tombstone. Sonata fights off the Rainmaker, but Okada hits the Rolling Rainmaker. The Rainmaker proper lands, and that finally does in Sonata. The match kind of started a little slow for me and kind of made me drowsy, but it found its energy and, and it was dope. And then I like the counters that they had for each other in this match after their previous match last year. So in that, yeah, I learned some things to counter versus you to deal with you if I were to wrestle you again. It's like I like stuff like that, the callbacks and whatnot. It was awesome match, and it was it was I mean it was another progression for Sonata because his history in New Japan Cup over the last couple of years is that he advances every one step further every year, and this was just the natural progression to reach this level. Now, he's going to have to move it over to one more level to get past just this level instead of just making it the championship run. you got to win it. But that's, we'll see how that plays out over the year. But it was the last couple matches were really big for Sonata, and I'm glad he had these opportunities to show that he could be a main eventer. And he, he can bring those, those high-quality high matches when given the opportunity and the right proper opponent. Um, Okada's Okada. Um, not surprised that he won it. They won. He's 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 a franchise player, and they need a franchise player to be in position at MSG. So it was really only him or Tanahashi or Bushi or maybe Naito that could win this tournament. And with those others going out early, it was it would it all all signs pointed to Okada. Yeah, so. It was awesome. It was awesome, like, main event. This is probably the best New Japan Cup that I've watched, even with the expanded field. They might have to think about keeping the field this level and maybe throw some more surprises, like upsets, too, again, because you don't want to go too chalk with it. That's no fun in a tournament, single elimination tournament at least. But, yeah, man, this 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 was an awesome tournament, awesome matches. Yeah, but it, it doesn't it doesn't make the weight for G one that bad because it's like because this was really cool and you can always re- go back and revisit a lot of these matches. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be revisiting <laughs> those semifinal matches, the, the final match, and quarterfinal matches here and there because even like even open man opening like tournament match with Bushi versus Naito. So, man, man, this was a cool tournament. It was a great cap to everything. I'm like you. I definitely enjoyed this year's tournament. I love the matchups. I love seeing Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi going at it. Naito and, um, I mean, I mean, excuse me, Abushi in the first round. That was just a spectacular match. Couldn't believe he got knocked out so early, but, you know, oh, well. That's the way it yeah. goes sometimes. So, yeah, again, yeah. I, I, and then... Uh, Ishii, his performance, like you said, this being the MVP of this year's tournament. I am definitely glad that I took the 12 days out of my schedule to make sure that I watched these matches. They were very easy to watch uh, on New Japan World. So if you haven't watched the tournament and want to catch up and see what the hype is about, definitely head over there. Check out some of these matches that we talked about that we highlighted. And you will definitely be entertained and see a great high-level uh, tournament play out right before your eyes over on New Japan World. 
Mm-hmm. So, Anwar, it's time to talk about what's coming up next. What's coming up next? April MSG. 6th. Yep. G1 Supercard. Yep. You will be representing Cast a Strong Style as you will be in the building. In the building. You need to Just get like your, you should be. You need, you need a sign or something so you can represent for us. Nah, I don't want to be. We, we don't do that. We Nah, we don't be doing no signs in the crowd with people trying to watch and blocking the view. We don't do that. So we're going to go through the card for this historic event taking place Saturday night, April 6th, live from Madison Square Garden. You can watch it on New Japan World. So, and it's not, supposedly it's not going to be blocked out in the U.S. Usually you have to wait like 24 hours if they have a U.S. event to watch it on the streaming service. But apparently it's going to be streaming, streaming as it happens on all services, no matter where you are. So hopefully that is the case. My headphone watching that probably on the train home. (laughs) Cause I'm gonna watch that show and then go take a nap and then just ghost get back home. <laughs> the pre-show is going to consist of the Honor Rumble, and one confirmed participant from New Japan is the legend Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, so I don't know how many people are in this, but there, there's your you know pre-show battle royal. Our first match on the main card, the Never Openweight Championship versus the ROH World TV title. As Will Ospreay defends his title against Jeff Cobb. Any any thoughts? Any any uh who who would you like to win? Who you think's gonna win? Uh too, too early to make a prediction. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match. I like the contrast of styles, and they looked really good versus each other in the tag match that I saw a couple weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, I, I I expect them to do a really awesome job to set the tempo for the show, like like the main card. And I think I I I I I got Osprey holding it, retaining, but because he seems like he has unfinished business with Tai Chi, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going with Will to retain. I mean, well, winner takes all, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, he's a double champion. Unless some weird stuff happens. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Will. We have a special singles match as Dalton Castle is taking on Roosh. Oh, man. This might be a spectacle type of match where it's fun and we'll see. I mean, maybe this is to give like Roosh more rub in our like like USA USA wise. So guess the cult Dalton will take that L and Roosh will be on his way. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many people are gonna sit and watch this match, but I might watch it because I've never seen Roosh live, so yeah. ROH World Women's Championship match. We're going to have Mayu Atwane versus Kelly Klein. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. So, if you have to go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. My mother told me to pick this one right over here. 
but I changed my <laughs> mind to this one right over here. Retains, retains, she retains. <laughs> Bully Ray has an open challenge for a New York City street fight. So we'll see who his opponent will be. Man, please be Suzuki. <laughs> just, just please give, give me Suzuki. Just give me that. I want to see Kazunahara. I want to sing that song. I want to sit there, sing that with the crowd, man. I want that moment. Give me that moment, please, wrestling gods. Please give it to us. But if you don't give me that, give me Ishii just beating the crap out of Bully Ray. I'm here for that. Either either situation, it's just give me either of those. But. I feel like most people probably feel that it will be flip, 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 go and return it. So ah, that, that, that's what's up. So, so I guess I will go with the master of flips. We have our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship three-way match between the champion Taji Ishimori facing off against the challengers of Dragon Lee and Bandito. Yo, this is gonna be wild, man. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. This is—I just expect nothing but just like, like just flying, awesome lucha crap, and mixed in with the junior heavyweight stuff. Man, this is gonna be fun. I, I, I hope it's. I hope it steals the show. Or it's one. It's one of the highlights of the show. This man. This is. This is. This is. I'm more. I'm just smiling thinking about this. This is gonna be dope. We have been. IWGP Tag and ROH World Tag Team Championship match. We have a four-way as we're going to have Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, the Gorillas of Destiny, facing off against Brody King and PCO, facing off against Sonata and Evil and the Briscoe Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm here for Evil and Sonata. <laughs> Hand waves the rest. I'd like to see what PCO is going to do in front of uh, the biggest crowd that, you know, has got to see him. Worldwide audience, Madison Square Garden. I, I just hope, I hope they have a great, good match. It's just, I I rock with you on the Sonata, so just them being in the match will keep me keep me in my seats to watch it, so. Good job, New Japan and ROH by putting them in the match. They didn't put in the Briscoes, because I don't know how many people would have been enthused for just a G.O.D. and Villa Industries match, but I mean, no no shade, but it is what it is. For the British Heavyweight Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to take on the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. This is going to be fun, man. We're going to get some technical stuff. Going to be Zaggers on the warpath to get revenge for that that New Japan Cup loss. It's going to be another match to help build up like the Red Pro title and Zach. So yeah, I'm sticking with Submission Master Zach Saber Junior. Just tap out IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. The champion, Tatsuya Naito, is defending against the challenger, Kota Ibushi. Man. 
Your dr- the dream match. This, I never in my mind thought there was a possibility that I was going to get this match. Oh my God. I never thought I was going to get this match. In... Wow. You can see two of my favorite wrestlers ever. You're gonna be you're gonna be sitting like Mankind used to do, where he was rocking. He used to rock in the ring, Uncle Polly. That's how you're gonna be watching the match. You're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh!" It's a- I think I, I don't know. This might be one of the situations where you're gonna see pe- certain fans probably at the end, probably tearing up that they got to see this match. So don't be surprised. Yeah, I, yeah I'm super I, jealous. I, I, these are two of my favorites. I've they've been two of my favorites. Like, from my early years of watching New Japan, like, I remember Naito was just a tag team dude in No Limit. I remember Bushi was just a tag team partner with, like, Omega, and they were all juniors at, at one point or another. Now they're heavyweights and they're in this situation. They're like, man, I know they go so hard, but they're going to go even harder because they're in MSG. And who knows when the next opportunity, if they ever get one, to go back. I just feel they're going to just, they're going to leave it all on the line, man. And it's like, when you look at the matches that are available, that's going to be part of the overall WrestleMania weekend. This is one of the biggest matches of on all cars, man. And they have the potential to steal the entire weekend with this match. This is wild, man. Like. Yeah, man, this is, man, I just, this is going to I, I just, man, this, whew, that, that's going to be a wild one. I'm ready for it, though. Make sure you have all your uh, soft drinks and breaks done for. Oh, I, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing's going to cause me to miss this match. Not one <laughs> second of that match. No, this match itself was worth the trip. We're going to have an ROH World Heavyweight Championship three-way ladder match between the champion, Jay Lethal, defending against the challengers of Matt Taven and the villain, Marty Skrull. I want Marty to win. Most props to Jay. He be putting down for the brothers. He held it down when he first he was the dual champion. He was just he was a real prick, man, when he had both belts. But now he's on this face run and he's he, he's I mean he's still pretty good, but it's just like I think Marty need to get that belt and help give some new energy in that main event scene. So I want Marty to win. I'd be happy to see Marty win. But yeah. A ladder match, I mean yeah, this history with ladder matches in MSG, so that might be a scary. That's going to be a wild one. And then the main event of the evening for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the champion, the Switchblade, Jay White, goes up against the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. We're here again. Right after Jay beat Okada again at Wrestle Kingdom and beat him in a record time. So Okada got some stuff to prove. And if he's the face, you need to come and show it in front of the world so they can see it. 
So, man, yeah, this is another match that has potentially be one of the biggest matches over the weekend. So, yeah, man, this is going to be this is going to be dope. I mean, I personally don't like as much as a Okada fan I am. Kind of want to see Jay just hold the title a little bit and just cause more chaos and anarchy. I mean. I don't like transitional championship reigns too much because we just had one with Tanahashi, and I kind of don't want to see a champion on his first reign just lose it back so fast. But I see the booking, and I can't turn my eyes away from it. But Jay's going to be a player, so regardless of even if he loses, he's going to be a player, so it don't matter. And he will be somewhere main eventing one of those dome shows coming up. The two Joe shows, so yeah, yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. What, man? That, some those last couple matches on that card is gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, I can't wait to get uh, to talk to you and uh, after that weekend and just get your take on the presentation, the crowd, just everything surrounding it, the fans. Uh, you know how big time did it look? The production, all of that stuff. I just, I'm just so excited to have a chance to talk about the biggest show New Japan's ever ran in the United States and the most famous building in the United States. Such a landmark thing in wrestling, and you're going to be a part of it, Anwar. So you're going to be taking part in wrestling history, man. Dave Meltzer ain't gonna have nothing on you. And he's going to be here, too, too, I think. No. <laughs> Everybody, there's anybody's going to be here, but you know what's wrong, man. I know, man. Dang. I know, man. I know. I'm not in the building, and, and that definitely is something I'm going to have to correct soon to the next time. Like, the weekend when they came to Charlotte, even though all the visas and stuff got messed up for people, I couldn't make that one because my work schedule wouldn't allow me to make it, but that was only like two hours away. So hopefully if they do something close again like that, maybe DC will be next. will be big enough where they could come to DC. I would love for them to come to DC. That would be great. Like just kind of, can we just like not just go to California all the time? Can we, Keep having more diverse, like they're starting to do with the G1 match, G1 um show opening night in Dallas and the MSG show in New York. Just open it up to the white country because everybody doesn't want to pay those rates to go to the same place all the time. If you go to their coast, it's like you have wrestling fans. You got to know the dime demographics of where wrestling fans are. It's a lot of us on this East Coast area in that south area. Now, if you get anywhere near us, we'll go. Mm-hmm. But asking us to go across the country, man, that's too much. <laughs> like, right. we could not, especially multiple times over the course of the year, that's too much, man. Like, Because you got to count. We need rooming board, travel. It's just, man, it, nah, man. A lot of us ain't got it like that to be making those trips. So, yeah, man. Those those shows are actually on New Japan Wall now, you know, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. people want to go check them out. They can check them out. It's like they have a lot of different content on that on that New Japan World. You just gotta just throw yourself in it every once in a while. We're about two weeks away from that card taking place, 
There's going to be a lot of excitement building up. I'm sure they're going to have a lot of content on uh, their YouTube page, New Japan World, a lot of press conferences and cool uh, video packages. So everybody needs to go check that out. I know there's going to be some awesome content over there in the next two weeks leading up into this big event with that last three matches um, being the draw that everybody's going to be talking about uh, coming into the weekend for sure. I kind of like the idea, like one of the people I follow on um, Twitter, I think it's Smooth Wrestling or something. He's like, if you pay attention to comments that Okada has made and stuff, it's like he's leaving openings for people to come and challenge him. And he's like, maybe an Alpha or Omega might. Maybe, because like Jericho, probably that was one of the peer persons like Jericho didn't get to Okada. Or Tanahashi. Those are two people he hasn't gotten to, but he probably would like to work. And Okada's going to need a challenger, so it's like, how would you feel if it was a situation where um one of them was just staring at Okada from the aisle as he's winning, as he won the championship and just stares at him? Kind of like, it'll be a, like a super meta like, callback for old wrestling fans where um, where Owen beat Brett at WrestleMania 10, but then Brett went on the same night to go win the World Championship, and outside the ring, Owen just stared at him as everybody celebrated that he was a champion. That would be that would be killer. The classic little brother syndrome. No matter what I do, it's not better than what my brother did. Yep. Man, I miss Owen Hart. Uh, I watched WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. And Triple H wrestled Owen Hart for the uh, for the European title. Oh, I remember that match. I was thinking, I'm thinking about going back to watch that match. So I was also thinking about going back and watch um Owen versus um Davy in the European Championship Finals. That was an awesome match too from back in the day. Like we're giving y'all gems. Look these matches up. Yeah, Owen and uh, that was WrestleMania 14. Triple H wasn't all stockied out, so he was still slimmed down and could really move. And man, they they really did some good work in there. I mean, the best version of Triple H was the one before he got the quadriceps chair, right? Because he could work at an increased pace. When he came back from those injuries, he had to work more methodical and whatnot, which mm-hmm. caused people to stop. These matches are kind of fucking boring, right? Right. But but yeah, I, I even remember during that area they kind of like slowed down the entire roster because he can't couldn't do that shit no more or whatever or something. If I remember Rick correctly. I mean that's like seventeen years ago, but I I remember a little stuff like that. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, this is the season where you do rewinds. I mean, I'm not really. I probably I'm probably fire up. Um. Brett versus Owen, Brett, Brett versus Owen, and Brett versus Steve, and you know the Undertaker and Shawn matches from WrestleMania because those are classics too. So some some dope ass matches, man, or even matches people sleep on that are classics like Undertaker versus Edge. That's a match that people kind of sleep on, but that that match was dope. Well, now that you're done giving the folks something to watch, go ahead and give them your shout outs for this week, Mister Anwar Starwin. Okay, 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 okay. Um, shout out to Moto because Moto gets shots out every once in a while. Let me, we should get shout outs more. 
Maybe we'll think about it. Um, shout out to what's sleep though. Shout out to Jupiter Julep. Shout out to Madame Lizette. And shout out to you. And shout out to everyone who takes the time to listen to our fan observations. And for everyone who uses the hashtag, God bless you. And keep up the good work. We appreciate your support. And yeah, that's it. I'd like to give a shout out to the sponsor of this week's show, Blue Apron. Fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. All you have to do is place your first order with Blue Apron and you can help keep Cast a Strong Style free. You'll also get 30% off your first order with Blue Apron. All you got to do is go to CSPN.us, click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to Blue Apron, click on the link, sign up, place your order, get $30 free, and you also help keep Cast a Strong Style free on the CSPN this week and each and every week going forward. I'd also like to give a shout out to everybody who listens to Cast a Strong Style and the WrestleCast, everybody who uses the hashtag Cast a Strong Style when they do live tweet the action on New Japan World. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the community. Shout out to the ladies from the Forever Young cast. Shout out to Moto. Um, also, don't forget, check out the patreon page patreon.com forward slash CSPN media check out the dark match check out and where i talk about you know wwe and why he doesn't watch it and why you guys should watch more and why you wouldn't <laughs> watch it as much if you had access to more because there's so much more to watch that you don't watch and then you complain about the garbage that you do watch each and every week because it doesn't change is that about that was that about the synopsis you, of the conversation? you, you, you nailed it you all right so yeah, the dark match is a lot of fun. Uh, we get to go in depth on some things we normally don't get a chance to talk about here on Cast of Strong Style or the Razzlecast as well. So please head over to the Patreon page, check that out, subscribe, become a Backstage Pass member, and you can support the podcast that way as well. So again, for my co-host, Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.